I've got something for you. Hello, happy Monday to everybody. Welcome to the Roto Slappers Fantasy Baseball Podcast, right here exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. I am Streets, uh, and as you know, I am not alone. We're going to go all the way to the heart of Texas to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, Big Texas, Blake Kendrick, the one, the only. You're in Texas, look behind you. Because that's where the Rangers gonna be. Blake. How you doing, Blake? Doing great, man. Happy to be back. What's up, all the fantasy baseballers out there? Our fellow nerds, what's going on? Our fellow nerds, how are you doing? You know what? I was happy. So last night I was like, yeah, I was feeling good because the overall state of fantasy baseball, there is some normalcy to it to an extent. I kind of, we'll go over that. I have like, I kind of, we figure I'll recap like the top guys at each position uh, after we do injuries, just so you can see kind of who's standing out and who's doing some other stuff. I want to go over like ERA leaders because we don't have a regression monster this week, but there's a lot of guys who are probably trending. Like any of them are going to pop at any second, so we're going to cover that. But I digress. What I was saying was last night I was feeling good. Um, I've pulled a bunch of teams back out of the gutter as the normalcy starts to kind of take place, right? Uh, NFBC, Roto Leagues, I climb like um, – Seven spots, I'd say, I think, in that Roto League. I would say, yes, about seven spots, per se. And then I kind of get, um, well, one and four in the ESP. That one's the bad one. But everything else kind of pulled back to 500. And like I said, seven spots in NFBC 50. So I was feeling pretty good. And then today happened. Then a bunch of shit went down today. Tanner Bibby gets rocked. Uh, Mason Miller, who I'll talk about in a second, kind of, um, you know, We'll talk about that. But, yeah, how you feeling? Man, I'm good. Uh, I got some wins. Didn't take any losses uh, this past week. Uh, actually, I just noticed a little bit ago uh, us two are facing each other in the uh, – which league is that? The uh, fan tracks. So, I think this is our first face-off of the season, bud. Is it? In any league? It's the first time we're playing each other. I think so, because I was going to bring it up on here. But I think it is. I don't know. It, it, it might feel like we already faced each other because the White Sox and Astros. But... <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of true. That was like the first opening week of the season, though. So that doesn't yeah, really yeah. count when you kind of get when you get into the motor thing. But, yeah, it'll be fun. Hopefully uh, I finally pull a W out in this one. It's kind of it's owed to me, so I'm not some agitated, crotchety bitch for the rest of the fantasy baseball season here moving forward. <laughs> but all right, so injury news and notes. Of course, it's a we got. A, a, there's always something. It's just always something going on in the fantasy baseball world. Um, Eloy Jimenez. 
Good God. He, so he's finally hitting. Poor guy. Now he's out appendicitis um, in better White Sox news, though. Liam Hendricks and Johan Moncada look like they're edging their way back. Liam Hendricks is an, an incredible story. That one is it's coming back so fast True. from cancer. Um, so Max Scherzer told the New York Post that he's been dealing with tightness in his right scapula over the past few weeks. Um, it hasn't affected his ability to take the mound, but nevertheless, it's something you'd never want to hear out of a starting pitcher. No, that it scares you when any injury happens. Now, Mason Miller, uh, Oakland A's, the bright story of the Oakland A's so far this season. He feels yeah. tightness in his right elbow, so that kind of sucks. That one's probably going to not go so well there, and that's going to piss me off and uh, make me pull one out for him. He was like one of the bright spots on like a couple of my teams at this freaking point. Um, Vladimir Guerrero held out of the lineup again yesterday. He, they have an off day today, so we'll see how that happens tomorrow if he does come back. Um, Kyle Wright underwent an MRI. He revealed a strain, but no significant tears. Uh, the Braves have no timetable right now for him. Aaron Judge, he ran, hit, and threw uh, Friday, Saturday. He is uh, on track to be activated as soon as possible, so that is good for the Aaron Judge uh Owners out there, Luis Severino, another good news here, is scheduled to make his first major league rehab start Wednesday for single A. He's going to throw 45 to 50 pitches, so that's some big news. Uh, Josh Donaldson, pff, I'm not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, no one cares about him. Carlos Rodon, however, a lot of people do care about because he just signed a pretty big six-year contract with the New York Yankees. Um, and right now they're asking me if a July return is realistic. And Rodon is saying that he can't put a timeline on that. So that's probably not overall good. Whoopsies. Hmm. Um, yeah. That's Jose good news that some good news for you. Some good and bad. They give it and they take it away. Right. Is that how it goes? Yeah, it definitely took away. <laughs> that definitely Jose, took away. Jose L. Tuve takes batting practice. He, I heard he was hitting dongs mad dongs at batting practice too out there so i heard he looked pretty good just tearing the cover off the ball at batting practice now uh do you think they'll be slow with him or do you think that it, they're gonna they need some help and if he's good to go he might by the end of the week head off to rehab um i feel like they'll be slow i would recommend them be slow but you know, I mean, if it's up to Altuve, he's 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 batting tonight leadoff. So, you know, he does have a little bit of pull. So, it, the Astros, man, it's a coin flip, bro. I don't know what they're gonna do. They they, they should they should you know send them to uh, Sugarland. That's right down the road from here, Triple A team, and uh, gets put some put some butts in the seats just for a game or two. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping it's soon. I'm hoping it's real soon. Oh, I yeah, hope yeah, the yeah. Astros aren't typical themselves. However, like I said, they take it away. Lu uh, uh, Luis, the bad one for you. Luis Garcia, Tommy John surgery will miss the remainder of the season. Uh, Rangers, I know. That one stinks, huh? You guys will just hard. bring up somebody else who will turn into the next Justin Verlander, though, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Ranger Suarez is back. He's doing the Phillies rotation. Matt Strom is going down back to the pen uh, for all you people who were rostering Matt Strom. 
Yeah, you said Ryan Yarborough. You had seen it, I guess. We were talking about it in the pre-show fist fight right there. He took a uh, he took a liner, huh? What happened? Uh, he oh, he came off the bat, 106 miles an hour. It looks like yeah. right to the face. Whew! On the eye socket, you said. I believe they said a fractured eye socket. Man, that sounds that's not awful. Oh, that was yesterday. That's when it was, not you today. Okay. I, oh, I, so okay, that's what that was. Good call. All right. I know what that is now. I just didn't see it. Tristan McKenzie. Um, he will throw a live bullpen on Thursday. That's pretty big news. So starting pitching mm-hmm. could get a nice little boost there. So once again, they t- they give it, then they take it away, but then they give it back again. Uh, any other big news out there? I'd say, to, oh, Tyler Glass now. Uh, working his way back from a grade two left oblique strain that he sustained in spring training. He began his minor league rehab assignment Friday. So Tyler Glass now is on his way back. That's other good news. Kyle Hendricks um, is pitching again, throwing again. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too overly excited for Kyle Hendricks. I think he was always the darling. He was always the, the guy who could beat the analytics. He got around him. He always got around him, right? He ne- none of his metrics ever panned up, and it was a ticking time bomb with him. So, and it kind of, I think, kind of that ticking time bomb kind of happened. So, I'm okay on that one. That'll wrap up the fantasy baseball news and notes so far. We'll get to some comments here before we move on. Tim, thank you for watching as usual. What's up, Mr. Dominic? King? Thank you also for watching. How you doing, sir? All righty. So with that being said, what is the state of fantasy baseball? Where do we stand in the state of fantasy baseball? We're, we're, this is week six, so we're five weeks in. And we know, I think there's some normalcy shaping up, I, I would say. It's not as... Let's here. For instance, we're gonna break it down and we're gonna go through it. How's that? Let's give it. Let's give an update to the top twelve at each position here. And I'm going to use uh, points league system for this, not roto based points league, just so you can kind of get the overall. Yeah, that would be easier. <laughs> right now, we'll start with first base and I'll work our way down. So first base. Do you know who the number one ranked first baseman is? I'll, get, I'll let you take a quick guess, and then I'll just go through the rest. I honestly didn't look these up, but I would oh. guess. Is it Freddie? No, he's three. Okay. So there's a tie. So with 116 points leading all first baseman in fantasy baseball right now, it's Paul Goldschmidt and Yandy Diaz are tied yeah. in first place. Yandy. So Yandy. Yandy makes it back again. Vladimir Guerrero is obviously, he comes in at second place with 110 points. Freddie Freeman is third at 100 points. Uh, then you got Pete Alonso, Matt Olson, Vinny Pasquantino, Christian Walker, Alec Baum, Ryan Malcastle, Nathaniel Lowe, uh, Andrew Vaughn, Luis Arias, and then I think the odd one that kind of stands out so far out of the top 10 is uh, Lamont Wade Jr. out of San Francisco. So that would be huh. the one that kind of – we everybody else we had kind of talked about. I was going to – did I include him on this? Let's see. I did not include Ryan Moncastle on this, but I was going to put him in the buy-low-sell high game, but I just – he kind of was floating in the middle, and I didn't think it was like a real 
good one to use on that. Um, I think he's kind of the same guy that he's always been, but, but I digress on that. So there's your top 10. So we're seeing how we kind of drafted it in a sense, start to take its shape with first base. Now with obviously there's always going to be some outliers and you get Yandy Diaz who kind of comes up out of nowhere and he does his thing. Uh, Alec Baum, we had obviously some more third baseman sleeper, but he's playing first base. So he, he would have fit right in there. Um, some of these guys we'll talk about it also in a little bit. I don't want to spoil some of the fun later, so I'm not going to do it. Second base. Who do you think the first, the the, the top rank for uh, second baseman is? I think I saw it earlier, and I can't even remember. Um, it's not my boy Ozzy. I wish it was. What's Ozzy like? Third. He's second. Albies. So He's you're second. Kinda, yeah, you're you're definitely. You're, okay. you're doing good with that call, but he is, um, he's second. Uh, My top ranked second baseman was actually who is the, t- the top ranked second baseman as of right now. Marcus Simeon is the number one. Oh, it was, I did see that just a little while ago. <laughs> yep, I did. I was, I was looking at so, him. Was like, Marcus Simeon is one uh, tied for second is actually Ozzy Elbies and Jonathan India. I, I believe um, India. India he was another one that I, w- I thought about putting in the buy low, sell high game. He was a top prospect and at one point, and, but I kind of included him later. Rookie so, of the year. Yeah, he, that, but at the same time, no another. Sense. I don't want to spoil it just yet, so we'll get to Jonathan Minia. Uh Third, Nico Horner is ranked third in that one. He is going to be part of the game tonight. <laughs> Number four, uh, Taro Estrada, San Francisco, five max tied for five, actually three way tie. There's a three way for this one. Muncie, Glabar, Torres, and welcome back, Catello Marte. So that uh, seven is Jeff McNeil. Then you got Adam Frazier at eight, Tommy Edmond, and uh, Mark Mathias, who I don't even know who that is, to be quite honest with you. He's come out of nowhere. So that's fun. But I think he's actually getting that because of uh, DH ranking because his points are not where they need to be for that. So let's see here. No, 87 points. I take that back. So, yeah, I don't just don't know who he is. That's kind of funny. Um, and then tied for 10, Luis Arias again, obviously. He's hitting 400. So he's going to whatever he plays three positions so he'd actually take three positions in this one and then <laughs> nolan gorman rounds out the 10 on that one. so there you go second baseman so it's it's close i mean we had simeon elbies uh muncie glabar edmund and uh altuve was in there i think i had brandon Lau was in there so, I mean, it's kind of shaping up. There's a few guys. We had Estrada and Horner and Marte and all. And they were all in our, like, right after 12. So it's not like they're too far off. So it's not that crazy at second base. Third base. Who do you think the top-ranked third baseman is? That would have to be, man, I, I should be on these. <laughs> I didn't even look up. Um, it's, it, that's the, I, w- I didn't tell you this on purpose. I was I wanted you to guess, not look it up. Yeah, that's yeah. Why. It's, uh. It's on the nope. 
no, no, the three I'm going through. No, 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 no. Is it Chapman? No, not even, not even close. He was for a little while. He's fourth. Oh, okay. Points. So. So, uh, who's one of the guests on this? Um, it is not Alex Bregman. I can tell you that much. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not sure you, you, you get, you give it to me. All right. Yeah. It's Yandy Diaz also leads third baseman and he's, so he's leading first base and third base. So, uh, Rafael Devers is second, Jose Ramirez, third Chapman four. Muncie is five. We have a tie for six between Bregman and Bobby Witt jr. Uh, Alec Baum, Patrick wisdom, Justin Turner, Josh Young, uh, that rounds out the top ten. So, not I should have. I mean, we, these are guys we had. We had Devers, we had Ramirez, we had Chapman, we had Muncy, we yeah. had Bregman, we had Witt, we had Baum, Turner. We did not have Gandhi, but so third base kind of shaping up to how we thought. So we were about seventy-five percent with sec, second base kind of right at this point. Shortstop, who's the top shortstop? Wander. No, by mm. one point. Well, we'll see after tonight, but this was entering tonight. Uh, Bo Bichette is the number one shortstop oh. right now in Queens Leagues. Wander Franco is two. Nico Horner with dual eligibility is three. Xander Bogarts is tied for four with uh, Taro Estrada. Jorge Mateo is five. Bobby Witt Jr. six. Francisco Lindor seven. Willie Adamas at eight. Tommy Edmond at nine. Well, tied at nine with uh, Jeremy Peralta. And Geraldo Perdomo. So, again, we kind of got that one right. Our rankings so far are taking shape to that. Obviously, Estrada, Horner have bumped up a little bit more from a middle infield into the starting shortstop caliber. Trey Turner is 13th so far to start this season. Uh Dansby Swanson at 15. That was my worry about him, as we discussed when we did the tier show. But outfield, as I try to do this quickly, who's the top? You know who the top outfielder is. This is stupid. Who's the top Trout. outfielder? No. Trout. Nope. Uh, uh, Jordan. Nope. Kyle Tucker. Nope. It's your guy. <laughs> I know. It's, I know. It's Acuna, bro. And it's Ronald Acuna. Actually, yeah, he's got 139 points, so he he tops the outfielder. Top, after him. Acuna. Randy Rosarena, after the big World Baseball Classic, he comes in at second with 111 points. Then um, who do we have? Cody Bellinger, Cedric Mullins, Masataka Yoshida, Alex Verdugo, Adolis Garcia, Kyle Tucker, Ryan Reynolds, Mike Trout. A lot of these guys are tied, so the outfielders are kind of funny as I read down the ranks here for them because then you get like Renfro and Rooker and Betts and Nimmo and just – an abundance of guys all kind of floating around there, but they, they wow, yeah, I did not realize he was that high. Yes, so it's kind of weird. I think when I'm looking at it right now, I think a lot of these guys have DH now in their name, and I think that's what's swaying it. So let's see if I do it this yeah. way because the points say, uh, aren't adding up. Yeah, so it's Acuna, Adolis Garcia, Rosa Reina, Yoshida, Ver- actually, Verdugo does better when I do it this way. Uh, he has 110 points this season. Cody hmm. Bellinger, Cedric Mullins, Brian Reynolds, Brent Rooker, Kyle Tucker, Mike Trout, Hunter Renfro, 
the baseball player Hunter Renfro, not to confuse with like I did in this other show with the football player Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Uh, Loris Goriel, who I should have taken this trade now, looking back at this one in Dynasty before the season started. So, yeah, outfield is a mess compared to where we ranked it and how we had everybody lined up so far. But outfield is always the one where you just – the career years happen, right? Uh-huh. It's always the most random one. Uh, Josh Lowe is in here finally breaking out, guys like that. So, yeah, that's – that's that's a tough one to do. All right, we'll do. We'll just do. Eh, we'll do starting pitcher. Actually, we're gonna do starting pitcher because I want to talk about Otani because everybody keeps clamoring for, um, that he should have went one in our roto league. So I want to explain why I still have him ranked lower. But who do you think the number one? You know who the number one pitcher is. So go ahead. Otani. No, Garrett Cole. <laughs> So just, this is pure pitching points. So Garrett, yeah, yeah, you got it. So this is the thing with Otani. He does. So Otani (laughs) puts up a lot of points, but he hits when he pitches. So you lose, you're losing. If he has a real big day at the plate and he does hit well when he pitches, he, it's just something he does. He'll hit. I mean, he'll give you 22 points that day, but the issue is only 10 of them come from pitching and everybody moves him to be a pitcher the day that he's pitching and he's uh-huh. been he's tied with nathan Avaldi right now for points when it comes to starting just pitching pure pitching points the top pitcher obviously is garrett cole garrett cole should have went number one overall right now in points leagues that's that's who should have went number one overall you could find bats were not hard to find so um spencer strider zach gallon joe ryan Eduardo Rodriguez, Shane McClanahan, Justin Steele, Sonny Gray, Clayton Kershaw, Luis Castillo, Bryce Elder, Nathan Ovaldi, Shohei Otani, Pablo Lopez. Uh, and that rounds out a top 10 on that one. So, yeah, fun stuff. What do you think? Uh, some of those guys kind of surprised me, but. I think we did pretty good on our rankings. <laughs> I feel pretty solid about them still. Uh, I'm thinking uh, everybody should have gone pitching a lot harder. <laughs> yes. So the, you're right on that one. I think so. It's that if you're in a points league format, it depends on your scoring. So like the we're on a fan the fan tracks one. They don't really get negative points even when they get rock. It's more right. like zero, one or two. That's mm-hmm. it. So our ESPN, though, format, you do get dinged yeah. heavy when they suck. Like Tanner Bibby gave me negative six to start up tonight. And that's what's killing me so far in that league. Like if you could redraft, if you're if you get negative points for bad starts in your league, looking at back at it, I might have just drafted eight pitchers to start every round. I might have just drafted a starting pitcher and just f- filled it up with hot bats and some uh late round bats because as you see with outfield you could have got a lot of these guys late and you could have just estrada and horner you could have just rounded out your offense in a point because all the good bats a lot of good points leagues bats always fall too when you're doing a draft as we if you look at their adp so um yeah so if i don't know that'd be my draft strategy right now is to go back and probably draft all starting pitchers Mm. what about you (laughs) <laughs> man, 
I, I, I drafted Garrett Cole with my first round in the uh, fan track, so I'm good. I, I feel good about that, and I drafted Acuna in, in the ESPN, my number one pick. I, I feel good about those two. <laughs> Other than that, man, I, I would have took some pitchers higher. Yeah, I don't know if I would go eight straight rounds like like you, but I would definitely take some pitchers higher. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I would have went as high as I did with uh, third base in either league, but <laughs> I digress because uh, I got to bring one of them up later. Yeah, see, I don't third base. I feel good with so like I'm glad I prioritized third base um, to, I guess, to an extent, and. But I, I definitely probably need more starters, and I and it outfield is where I'm a little weak in most of these. NFBCs, those are roto, so those are roto leagues, and my pitching it killed me. But I had Justin Verlander come back, big boost. Uh, I have Liam Hendricks coming back. I got uh, Severino coming back. I got just the normalcy that's starting to lay out. And things like that, so it's turning around. I'm, a, I'm a guess I'm a little bit more happy now. Again, the uh, Mason Miller news pissed me off. Tanner Bibby getting rock, putting me in a hole again in a league, pissed me off. But you got, I'm feeling better. So thank you, Blake. See, I just needed to start talking about it a little bit, and, and that, that was sometimes. it. Sometimes you so, need somebody to talk. Now, before we get into uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, one last thing I want to do: the regression monster. I don't have anyone yet, but good lord, is it coming? And if be ready, because if yeah, you've seen the you. ERA leaders, <laughs> Sonny Gray leads all of baseball with a one three five ERA. I can bet my house that Sonny Gray is not going to finish with an ERA under three on the season. So <laughs> Sonny Gray's due. The regression monsters due to come get him. Justin Steele one four. I don't even know how he's doing. We talked. I didn't put him in by a little self high because we did it last time. But right. Justin Steele is definitely – I don't know how he's doing it anymore. He's throwing the fastball 50 60% of the time. But <laughs> it's – it is a – it's not a good fastball. It's getting – the metrics do not pan out on it. Like, I, it's just magic voodoo that Justin Steele is doing at this point to withstand that ERA. So that regression is coming. Bryce Elder, 174 ERA. Eduardo Rodriguez, 181, and Alex Cobb, 201. So there's your, your top five ERA leaders in Major League Baseball are the guys that you would have never guessed to yes. be at this point. So <laughs> we got – we can use the, – the fun part is on the show, we could use the regression monster at some point. It's common. Yeah, so we'll, common. We'll, we, we'll be able to pull out the, the fun graphic again and get the regression back. But with that being said, it's Monday – you know what that means, right, Blake? You got it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. You got to kick it off. Positive vibes. Keep him. Let's get the positive I'll Kick vibes. it off. Some good stuff. Some good stuff. Good stuff, just MLB team-wise, the Atlanta Braves, 24-11 and 11 this season. They started heating up 7-3 in their last 10, and they got a plus-56 run diff score differential. Also, very hot Texas Rangers, 20-13, and 13, with a, hear this, 
plus 85 run differential. That, <laughs> man, the Rangers uh, revamped that rotation. They got some bats. Uh, it's hard to watch as a Nationals fan, but uh, that's how it is. Also, Tatis is back. The man is back. Two bombs off of Kershaw in the same game off the future Hall of Famer, and uh, he's he's bringing the fun, man. He's bringing you know little uh you know little two step around third base stuff you you love to see from Tatis, man. I, I I'm glad he's uh I'm hoping he's accepted, and uh, I'm glad he's he's hitting. So that that that's fun. I think that's good. That's my good for right now. <laughs> I would say um, my good for – well, my good for real baseball. I got to be a little homer here because it's finally been a better run for the Chicago White Sox, but finally it's they've played better baseball and they've won some games. Maybe they've just played bad teams that could be a huge part of it, but, they, but they've looked better. So my for me, my, real, my, my sanity – to make me just be able to watch this every day um, is the White Sox, and they've been pretty good. Now, my fantasy baseball good from this past week, Eduardo Rodriguez. Whew. Man. Yeah. Uh, Through 102 pitches, he had 13 whiffs, but a 35 CSW percentage. That's very, very good. He, hey, we, we we told you to buy the guy last week, so we all, we told you. Yeah, and he's not in the game, but I brought him up as my good because he pitched phenomenal. But I do – I'm bringing him up again as my good, and I'm going to slap him in the face. It seems like my, he is my good because now you have to sell. He just went from a buy to a sell because no way is he going to maintain what he's doing. I think you can get something – Pretty damn good for him, more than you probably could a week ago. So I think you have to strike while the iron is hot. I'm a sell, sell, sell now on him. It changes that quickly, and like he was good, but now I think this just boosts him up even so much more. So he's my good, but I think you can get something good too for him. So go ahead, ruin the whole mood and what's your bad? Bad, bad. Okay, I don't exactly have a fantasy bad. Well, this is kind of fantasy league bad. Um, so, pitching, Major League Baseball-wise, question, is the juiced ball back? In 2022, the first 450 games, there were 821 home runs hit. And the first 140, I mean, first, first 450 games, let me get that right, 450 games, 821 home runs hit, 2022. In 2023, in the first 447 games, so three games less, 1,012 home runs hit. So is it the ball? Is it the pitch clock kind of throwing the pitchers off a little bit to start off the season? Or the hitter's just hitting, man? It's a question. Y'all can uh, put y'all's answers in the comments. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's it's they're probably using a new ball. I it's not the it's not the it's not the same juice ball. No, no, it's not the same one from what was it 2020 <laughs> or 2019 whatever. 20, when everybody every 
all nine players on everybody's team or in their lineup hit 30 home runs. Yeah, no. And you're, you're buying like crazy in Dynasty. Like, oh, I got to have this guy. <laughs> so many bad trades came out of 2019 in Dynasty Leagues. It was so funny. Yeah, I, I was one. I, I did one of those. Yeah, the balls <laughs> the balls changed for sure. I, that I agree with. And it might change by July again. That's the fun part of Major League Baseball. So everything that we're doing now and everything that we're trying to adjust to for fantasy. Throwing it. Who knows? Uh, also, for my bad, uh, real quick, uh, Cardinals, Wilson Contreras, five years, 87 and a half mil this offseason to be Yachty's heir apparent air, you know, to, to take over for Yachty. Now, we didn't think that he was going to be as good as Yachty defensive-wise. Everybody knew that. But the man's DHing now, bro. Like, he, they're like, we're going to put him in the outfield and DH him now. Like, he, he, they don't even want him behind the plate. Like, that's a lot of money, I feel, to pay for. He's a good hitter, but, man. <laughs> Isn't that – so, that – it sucks for St. Louis, but isn't wouldn't that be a good for me? Like for fantasy, now he gets dual eligibility at some point. Playing, yeah, 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 yeah. That does that. That is good. That is <laughs> so. So that's a good slash bat. Just just like my first one, the pitching, the ju- is, is the ball going out. That's a good slash bat too. Uh, the, the bad was for pitching, good for hitting. <laughs> so. It's kind of like Eduardo, right? Praised him and then I slapped him. <laughs> so what's your bad, man? What's your bad? <laughs> Oh boy, my bad. Jazz Chisholm has been, uh, that's my bad. He has an expected batting average of 203 so far on the season. Strikeout rate, career high, 35.5%, highest it's ever been. Last two seasons was uh, after 274 and 28.6%. His Wobot 285 expected. Woba is 281. That's horrible. It is a it's a bad start to the season for Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, so maybe maybe he's pressing, man. He might a be a little bit. New position. Yeah. That Trying to throw it off. Center field. That's that's I definitely mean, this is why I hate when they um this is why I hate when they change positions to good hitters yeah you can't just throw people in the outfield especially center field and think like oh i mean the the center field is harder than you think man and it's like uh, i don't know ask craig biggio you can't just throw a guy in the outfield and be like all right you're gonna be good here too i mean biggio still hit but it's it's he wasn't himself i don't know i i, I just uh <laughs> no, it, there's a there's a cause and effect to it in real world, and I think computers are doing. They, people are using computers to set lineups, and anal, too much analytics at times, and they just don't get in the player's head. Like, yeah. you ever think about taking him out of a comfort zone and putting him in a weird spot, and you don't think it's going to affect him at the mm-hmm. plate? They're like, oh yeah, he, he's a good hitter and he's fast. He'll just he could adjust quickly to the outfield, yeah. but then they get out there and they think about it too much. So. You're, it's spot on. It could be part of the big problem there. But he's my bad. Um, and 
My my major league bad is go ahead, do ugly first. I kind of got a title. I'm, yeah, I got to tie it in. It doesn't make sense right now, but uh, you you might uh, get my major league because I didn't even do a <laughs> fantasy league ugly. I did a major league ugly. It's the New York Yankees. That big payroll, last place, 18 and 17, four and six in their last 10 games. Uh, they're 10 games out of first place, by the way. Uh, Baltimore's in second. Baltimore rolling, looking nice. But uh, ugly's the New York Yankees. They have some light ahead, you know, in the tunnel. They got uh, Judge coming back and Severino, like you were talking about. Uh, Harrison Bader's finally back. Um, uh, if he's available in your leagues, I'd go grab him. I, I didn't check to see what his percentage is, but I'd go grab him if I was you. I feel like they'll come back, you know, but for now we can say the New York Yankees are ugly and they have to accept that. <laughs> my, so my ugly, this is why I'll say it. I'll kind of ties into to one thing, but my ugly is Eloy Jimenez. God, I didn't want to say it too much earlier, but the appendicitis, poor guy. It's not, you can't blame injury prone on this BS. Like, this just unfortunate. unfortunate. And he was hitting. Right? He was to start, it was early in May, but 412 with a 1209 OPS to begin May. He started hitting at the end of April. Once you got him out of the cold, yeah, uh, like guaranteed great like field Chicago, the bats started waking up. So he was actually on fire at the plate, and he was by far the White Sox best hitter uh, to the stretch. And now he's down. Probably won't. I don't think he's going to miss four to six weeks. Like they, I think they're just being very, hmm. like give the bad news first, and if he comes back quicker, he comes back quicker. What a lot of people don't real, you might not remember this. Adam Dunn had this happen to him when he was with the White Sox, and he came back six days after the appendectomy, but he was horrible that season so i don't was it the epidectomy that he was was the reason that he was horrible it was just because he wasn't that great of a baseball player anymore although he had a you know decent year i guess the next year after that so probably the appendectomy to rush back but i don't think it's going to be four to six weeks if i had to put it, my guess on it i think two to three okay that's kind of yeah and hopefully he comes back and he had a leg issue they said too now, it, I say it ties into my bad because that's my fantasy ugly and baseball ugly. It just sucks, but it ties into my bad because my bad is just the AL Central. I think the AL Central is the worst division in Major League Baseball. Nope. As bad as the White Sox have been, they're like a handful of games out of seven. Or, they're 10 games under 500 and only seven games out of the division. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, they could still win this division. And it's not going to be pretty. I don't. Th- it's crazy to think 80 something games at the end of this is probably going to win that division. It's just not that very good. Which. Uh, which hold on, we got some comments then as we finish this up. I just want to get back to that because I was putting it off. Nick, how you doing, buddy? Thank you for oh. tuning in. Bakley, do you think Brett? Uber will keep his spot in the Twins. Road. You, uh, I are you referring to Bailey Ober? Yeah, that's him, Bailey. Ober. Okay, I was like, ah, Brett Ober. I remember him, but I don't think he's playing baseball anymore. Uh, I don't know. It depends. There's, I believe so. He probably will. I just uh, let's see. Nothing really. 
Expect I have him real too, like card. I have him in my ads. I have him in my ads for pitching. So way to way to ruin it, Bakley. But no, no, no. I I, I like over. He's he only a uh, look. I'm he doesn't do much for me. But if you like him, so be it. You league Blake Blake likes hey, him. Fourteen point eight percent owned. Can't go wrong. Just uh, throwing him in there for a game or two. And if they if they don't. I mean, a streamer. If they if they don't keep him in the rotation, you know, you're streaming him. He's fourteen point eight percent on, but in three starts last, he's given up one earned run. So with sixteen strikeouts, we just talked about the regression monster though. Like it's coming for guys with one seven five ERA. Like he has mm-hmm. a he he has an ERA of point nine eight and expected ERA of three point oh two. So if his ERA balloons. His expected ERA probably carries with that back up. Like I don't, we'll see. He probably could stick in the rotation. I don't know if that does anything for your fantasy team just by him being in the rotation. That's that would be my take on it. I'm good on Bailey Ober. Uh, you want to know why Blake? Because this is negative points kill your fantasy team. Like if you streaming pitchers right now is the dumbest. It's playing with dynamite because it works and. Yeah, they look great, and it's a nice shiny toy. And oh yeah, they had two good starts, but then you finally pick them up. You know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> Here comes the two innings pitch, like eleven earned runs, twelve hits, six walks. They just let him die out there because yeah, I'm like, why? Him. Why is he still pitching? Get him out! I'm looking him up. Get him out now! Because it's so early in the season, and they're trying to save all these bullpens, and it's like, you know what? Let them die. Just go out. Just let them go out there and try to get through three. And they do, and they just get shelled, and then you end up with like minus twenty <laughs> points on the day in fantasy. Like, I'm just getting, dude. I'm not playing with fire anymore. Getting shelled out there. It's like Black Hawk down. You're trying to call somebody in to come save this dude off the mound. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Bailey over. I'm good. You you'll talk about him in waivers though. So. All right. That being said, buddy, um, you want to play a game? Hey. Here we go, baby. The game all of America's talking about. All of America. All of America. If you if you all haven't heard about it, then you just, you must live under a rock. That's how popular this game is. Get out of here. Um, It's not, well, it's quite common in every fantasy industry by Los High. We did not create it, but we're just taking it to new levels. That's what we're doing. Yeah. 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 We we, we put some steroids in it, juiced it, like the ball. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who was the, I don't even know who the, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Bob Barker. I was like, who the host of The Price is Right in the beginning? could yeah, never man. remember that. Who took over? Uh, Drew Carey. Drew right? Carey. Did he? I don't. I'm asking you. I have no idea. Drew Carey hosts a show now. Does so he? I'm guessing. I'm guessing this price is right. I had no idea he was still on TV. Let alone, yeah. I. That was like the the epitome of staying home sick as a kid, uh-huh. right? That was the, you watched that and Jerry got all oh, rest in peace, Jerry. But rest in peace, Jerry. Yeah. But that was like the that was the daily routine. <sighs> All right. Speaking of speaking of rest in peace and baseball, rest in peace, fight of blue, man. Prayers All, up to that. Family. Yep, I saw that too. All time legend, man. 
Okay. Go ahead. Buy, 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 sell. Let's do this, man. Jerry, Jerry. I get sidetracked. Yeah. Um, man, bringing tears to our eyes. Okay. We're going to kick it off. I didn't go super pitcher heavy this time. I feel like I've been going so arm heavy that I threw a couple in here, but I wanted to get to more like some, some, some spread it out a little bit. Catel Marte. Catel Marte. Sell him while he's hot, man. We've seen this in 2019. We know Catel, man. I hate to sell a second baseman, but uh, sell him while he's hot. That's that, that's that's my go. Yeah, I could agree. It's Cattell does one thing good. He always does. Hits the ball hard. Ninety-one percent exit velocity, max one thirteen. That's the that's definitely top eight percent of Major League Baseball. But nothing else really stands out. His launch angles down to seven point three, which is Odd that he has five home runs and the power's kind of coming back without the the help of the juice ball. Well, I guess he no, see, 11.5. That's what I thought. So there's nothing that really stands out. He doesn't strike out a lot, but I don't see much here that tells me he's back to the big contract version of him. And he's got a 49% ground ball rate. So he's hitting the ground ball almost 50% of the time, which not something you want to do. Like when he was hitting for all that power, he was down to like a 43% ground ball rate. Kind of the lowest you'd want to see in that. So yeah, I'm going to agree with you. So we work off to the, we're off to a rock and start already. We agree again. Uh, Nico Horner. Nico Horner. I'm saying bye. I'm buying Nico Horner, especially, I mean, as long as you don't have any Cubs fans in your league, uh, you can get him probably at a decent price. He's not a huge name. Uh, he's batting leadoff, and he's got 19 ribbies, 25 run score, 12 stolen bases, dual eligibility at second and shortstop. I'm buying him. I'm not saying I'm, you know, selling the farm for the guy, but uh, I- I'd buy him. Points league, right? Yeah. Not Roto? Roto, I mean, I think he has two homers. Oh yeah, twelve not, stolen bases. I guess that's not yeah, that's twelve stolen good. bases get you there. But the the night, I like the nineteen RBIs coming out of the leadoff spot too. I don't, you know, that's probably not sustainable, but he's still scoring twenty five runs. He's got a good, uh, he's got good bats around him, you know, or behind him at least. He is. He only has a seven forty three OPS, which is just above major league average right 700 where you want to be so it's funny because the Sox drafted dick magical and mm-hmm. we there was a lot of debate about it i call it a bad pick it was a bad pick date when they got him that day because you're seeing what has to go right almost for nick Ma- for a, a nick magical type to um impact the the game at a high rate now nico horner a much better defender higher IQ out there. We were, they were sold Nick Madrigal on a high IQ that turned out to be a lie because runs the base pads bad and he not third base gloves getting a little better, but he it's still, we have never not quite seen the defense that you were promised when he was coming out of a, what was it? Oregon state, I think, or something, but you just see how much has to go right. And what he has to do for him to be like a top producer. They got to hit a ton, a ton. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Because when you only walk 5% of the time, you really do have to, you got to hit 300. Because his Woba is 335, which is nothing to, I mean, it's, it's okay, but it's nothing to write home about. So I I think it's okay in a points league to buy him. I'd probably, I'd probably sell if I could. I just worry that they can keep this up the entire time. It's something that maybe I'm just being mean to Cub fans out there, but I, he's a top five second baseman, top five shortstop right now. So I think I, I think I'd sell. I think he's good. I think he's going to steal a bunch of bases, but I might sell him. So we finally disagree. So thank God that we didn't. We're going to go down this whole damn list and agree on it again. <laughs> I just feel you can get something nice, like let's say. Let's say you want Trey Turner, right? Trey Turner's ranked 13th, not off to a great start. Why not use Nico Horner in a package? That's I would be out. That's what I would do. I would add Nico Horner in there, add a starting pitcher in there. Some you never know, right? Eduardo Rodriguez, for instance, just throw mm-hmm. him right in there. Eduardo Rodriguez. I mean, sure, you're gonna have to add something a little bit bigger than that, but uh, but I that's something that kind of the, the game the way I play it. That's that's why I say sell. Because I think there's a bunch of shortstops struggling. Francisco Lindor. These are all guys I think rest of the season I'd rather have. So I'd always throw the offers out there and see if I can do like a two for one and get that guy back. Next, Masataka Yoshida. Uh, we saw him in the World Baseball Classic. He, that was the first, like I ever got to see him was at the World Baseball Classic. He's a pretty good ball player. I will agree to that. Oh, what are you doing with him? <sighs> it's a tough one. I mean, I, one, one one thing that stood out in 112 at bats, he only had struck out 11 times. So, I mean, if you're living in Beantown, you like the guy, man. You like him on your team. Fantasy wise. I'm going to sell high if I can. Yeah, that's a – he's hitting expected batting average 309. He does not strike out at all. 8% strikeout rate. That's one thing he's never going to do. With a 48% hard hit rate, doesn't K. He does walk 10% of the time. Woba 406. If you're in an on-base an OBP league, uh, not a bad get either. And that one kind of gets you in both there. He, the the average exit velocity only eighty nine point seven. That's not horrible. I mean, it's not top tier of the league with only one twelve on there. But he's pretty good, like stat cast wise. It all kind of, it's all pretty damn good. He could be the. the so I'm, I I'm gonna say this with caution now. Could be good, but there's one glaring thing that does stand out. So I'm going to agree with you on the sell part. I think he might end up being a decent player, but he's got to do one thing that he has to fix, and it's going to drag him down. He has a 60% ground ball rate right now. You can't, I don't know, you're going to get by with a 60% ground ball rate in Major League Baseball, especially without having top-of-the-line exit velocity. Like if you If he had a 93, 92, like average exit velocity with 116 max, if he just crushed it every time on the ground, maybe. 
but six home runs that one that might not be sustainable if he's going to hit 60 percent ground balls moving yeah. forward so i kind of agree on he'd be a sell for me also right now uh i like seeing when they debut like when they come over here and they play well and they hit well so i like the player but yeah he could be some bananas fantasy value right now for someone who's buying into this so i'm gonna agree with you and i'd definitely be uh-huh. selling him also Left field in Boston. That's some big shoes to fill. You got te- Teddy Ball game, Williams out there, and then uh, Manny. So let's see if he can keep it up. I'm rooting for the kid. Or I say kid. He's 29. <laughs> like Jazz Chisholm, who's outfield eligible. Uh, I'd still go see if you can get him. I would still take him in the outfield as an outfielder over Yoshida at this point. Even with 35% strikeout rate. He's like you said, I think he's just in his head. I'll, I might be dead wrong on this one, but um, I still keep him ranked kind of high. We talked, I told you, you got April's just a wash for me for hitters. Right. May is where I just start, I start really paying attention. Like if uh-huh. they can't fix it, if I don't see the adjustments start being made in May is when I'll start to adjust the rankings a little bit. But April, and we don't even have to use analytics, we'll, we'll use something that you're. Your even your dad knew back of the baseball card, right? Mm-hmm. Certain guys always got to the back of their baseball card stats. That's just kind of who the player was, no matter how bad their April start was. So even like Jose Abreu, who's been historically probably the worst April he's ever had, though, even for a slow start, um, he's still kind of a back of the player, like back of the baseball card player guy, where he still ends up with his 280 batting average, 15, 20, 25 home runs. 100 RBIs. It's just what he does when it's all said and done. But Kyle Schwarber, as we try to get through this. Uh, I'm buying. Buy low if possible because uh, we know what Schwarber does. We we know who he is. He, he was in a slump, man. Uh, find someone who's bummed out on Schwarber and buy him, man. Yeah, so he's going to be streaky. That's just Kyle Schwarber. That, that's who he is. Yeah, yeah. so he, he'll – Get hot. He's not going to hit high average. I don't. That's not Kyle Schwarber's game. But he'll walk. He'll get on base, and he's going to hit bombs. Mad, mad dongs from Kyle Schwarber. When he gets hot, they'll start coming in bunches. Uh, that's that's just what he does. All right, we'll end this with two pitchers. Bryce Elder. Uh, this is this is a a weird way to put it. I I, I said by medium. <laughs> it's a he's in a tough division but pitching is like so thin man and uh he's been he's been pretty solid to where i feel like if he if he you know falls i don't feel like he's gonna fall too far to where you can't use him as a starter you know what i mean yeah it, that makes sense yeah i'm selling on him i don't know what you get for him and i i might attempt like a closer might be something I go out there and try to get from Bryce Elder from a team that's lacking starting pitching. Uh, even an outfielder could be something. Expected ERA, like this is not even as bad as some of the eyes that I got to talk about. He has an ERA of 174, but his expected ERA is 436. So like, hmm. yeah, I don't know. I feel like the wheels are going to fall off fairly quick on Bryce Elder. Like he might be, if I had to guess one guy that's going to be the regression monster next week, Bryce Elder might be that guy. All right, all right. And we'll end this with Corbin Burns. I'm saying buy him, if you even have to pay a little high. Uh, he's a proven pitcher. 
his first two starts are kind of looking like flukes just uh, from the stats. Um, I haven't seen uh, what you're looking at, so you tell me. But in my opinion, if you can get a solid pitcher right now, go ahead and buy him. Yeah, the K rate. So the one issue with him that's kind of weird is the strikeout rate, which is usually in his prime, like the Cy Young era. Was yeah, he was 36, high. 35, 30%, like well, like over 30% the last three years, 30.5 last year. This year, he's only at 19.8% as a strikeout rate. That's the only thing that's kind of like standing out to me. The stack cast, everything else is okay. It's not bad. He, uh, he's red. So it's th- like, it's just the K rate. He's not getting. Yeah, he's getting like so, uh, like five strikeouts a game. You know that, that that's not very Corbin Burns like. No, I don't know what he. So last last he throws the he's not the, well he's throwing at fifty two percent of the time, eighteen percent of the time. Yeah, he's not getting the whiffs on the curveball this year, and that's where it looks like he's kind of down a ton from a season ago because he's getting forty percent whiff rate though on the. I mean, it's 36% whiff rate. is not bad, but this is a guy with last season 40, 47.7% whiff rate on the curveball. Almost half the time he throw a curveball, uh, he basically got a whiff. So that's – and he's, he's significantly down there. He's still throwing the cutter a lot. I mean, he's throwing everything the same usage, almost same percent usage. It's just – yeah, the whiffs, it's kind of – spin rates are the same. So I don't even extension looks kind of close. Like, not sure he's doing anything differently. Um, oh, velocity down a tick that could be, but about a mile. But I don't know though because it's. I'm sure it plays a part, but he's th- he throws a cutter, and the curveball. Everything else kind of lines up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's tough. This one's. I'm just buying time as I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with them. As you can tell, I'm just bullshitting you walls. I'm sitting here going, "What?" Because I don't even know what I want to do with them. I just wanted your take on it. Maybe I'd probably buy them, just because yeah, yes, them. proven track record. Maybe he fixes it, but it's it's not like he's been bad to start the season. You you'd want more than a three eighty six ERA, but like. Uh, it still hasn't been horrible, and maybe he gets yeah, the those, first, those first two games shot it up a little. You might it might be a discount now, so you might not have to pay what you normally would have had to pay for him as people start to panic a little bit. So I probably mm-hmm. agree. I might throw some floater out offers out there and see uh, what you're doing. All right, that wraps that one up. See, I kept it a little shorter so we can mm-hmm. see who you're dropping. Who you saying bye bye to? Cut. I'm saying bye bye, say Suzuki. Oh, he's 52.4% owned. I love that you play the game the right way here. That's pretty good. So you play better than me. Go ahead. He's, he's 259 average. He's got one home run and nine RBIs, zero stolen bases. I just don't see why he is so owned in a league. You know, I mean. I would stream an outfielder rather than just holding on to that guy. Yeah. You play the game so fair, I, I appreciate it. 
This, so the, the, the way we're supposed to play the game is 50% rostered. And you're supposed to find a guy 50% rostered who you're basically done with and you can go pick up a, a streamer at this point. I had, I saw him. He was he was on mine, Suzuki. But the, the one that I ended up, I cheated again. So I cheated. Reed Detmers is gone. I'm cutting him. <laughs> starting pitchers he's only like 40 percent rostered i think but i was like eh, i gotta bend the rules a little bit i'm done with him it was a guy that i was high on uh and i'm just not seeing it and he doesn't have the track record of corbin burns so nope. when you don't see that kind of uh facing itself that's kind of what you go and do if i had to had to i'm not saying that i would I, pro- I I could see I could probably go with Jose Miranda as a drop <laughs> and Brett Beatty still not even rostered in what the four he's only rostered in what 30% of leagues something like that I'd rather at this gamble at Brett Beatty than uh, Jose Miranda so I'll play the game the right way and I found a guy at 50% rostered so there you go Jose Miranda <laughs> now who I don't have a cool video for this, but who's someone that you would target? It doesn't have to be a guy that I always played in the game. Just someone on your radar that you want to go acquire. I'm looking at Nolan Arenado. Now, I already got him in one league. I don't have him in another. That's a big name. But on the season, he's only batting 232 with, what is it, uh, said three or five home runs. I think three home runs. 18 RBIs. He had a home run last week with four RBIs, so maybe he's heating up a little bit. Future Hall of Famer with a solid lineup around him. If you could get a good deal on Arenado, I think he's going to be putting up 35 bombs this year. He's going to do He's going to do his thing, man. Yeah, you swung for the big dogs on that one. I, yeah, I did. You know me. I like to hover the middle of the StatCast page. Like, who are the guys that are – not at the top, because that means you're just super hot to start the season. A lot of those guys, and even that can't be sustainable. But who are the guys in the middle? Like I told you about Miguel Vargas. That was like two weeks ago. I reposted that one, that link. The next stack has guy for me is I'm going to get Nathaniel Lowe. That would be the guy that I would go target. Because they're going to see, like we went, he's still not the ninth ranked first baseman. So he's still a top 10 first baseman. But they're going to see that he's hitting 260 with only four homers, um, 342 OBP, not bad, only 427 slugging, 769 OPS. So the OPS is under 800, which we don't want. So it could be a, a good scenario to go by. Little one, Nathaniel Lowe, if you need first base help. His stat cast is pretty good. He... It's not like it was last year yet, but he started slow last year. We went over that April was bad, and then May through really June through the end of the season, I think he he was when he caught caught fire and uh-huh. just dom- he was top five for his baseman the rest of that stretch. And I don't see anything on he he needs to get the launch angle up a little bit, which I I think he will. Uh, but he's a good hitter, and I think he's going to rebound. And nothing I see distracts me from that so i i see him actually improving this season so that would be the guy that i'm going to go acquire nathaniel Lowe would be mine see i could have said nail nolan arenado and i could have said 
like we talked about Corbin Burns, but I had to keep it. I still use the top 100 guy, so I don't even, I'm not, it's not like I went and told you. Miguel Vargas was, that was a good one because he was not all top like 150, though. Waivers. Want to give waivers. waivers? So, my ads, I got some deep, a deep one right here. Uh, just being brought back up, Christopher Morel. Outfield and second base, dual eligibility for the Cubs. He's only 1% owned last season uh, in 113 games. He only batted 235, but he had 16 homers, 47 ribbies, and 10 stolen bases. That's in 113 games. I think he's 22, 23 years old. The minors this year, they had to bring him up because the dude was just smashing. His slash line, 330, 425, 730. He had 11 homers and four stolen bases in 29 games. So they had to bring him up. You know, they added some people in the offseason, so they didn't really have a spot for him. But he, he might get another uh, eligibility in other uh, places. But uh, I think he's going to end up being an everyday player. Uh, take a take a risk, grab him and stash him. Uh, my other ad, <clears throat> bat-wise, you mentioned – Earlier, Lourdes Gurriel, Arizona outfielder. He's 15.6% owned right now on ESPN, man. Last seven days, he has four homers, six RBIs, batting 571. On-base percentage even higher. I can't remember, but uh, he he doesn't have solid playing time right now. It's, it's getting much better. I mean, Arizona's got its outfielders, but it's getting a lot better. Uh, but he's worth what I'm going to throw on my Twitter. He's my, he's my, he's my outfield stream for the week. Throw him in your outfield for this week and ride him wise hot, man. Pitching wise, I will go with, uh, these, these two guys right here. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but pitching is thin, man. Pittsburgh just brought this boy up. Luis Ortiz, flamethrower. He's 0.4% owned right now. He sits at 100 miles per hour. Uh, he's worth a shot. That's all I got to say. I uh, say, man, if, you, if your pitching is just, you know, dog crap like everybody's saying, throw one of those guys away and uh, pick up Luis Ortiz. The other guy, I already mentioned him, Bailey Ober, Minnesota, 14, 14.8% owned. He might kill you. He might not. But like I said earlier, he's gonna, he's gonna kill you. Three starts. He has one earned run with 16 Ks. <laughs> Grab him for one start. If he does good, go ahead and drop him and let somebody else take the uh take the uh heat off you. Mike, what's going, what's on? going on? De Niro. The sucks oh. so hard. Yeah, I don't even I see it. I'm not even gonna talk about it. Thank you, Bakley. Thanks, Bake. Yeah, Bailey, you guys can use you, you two. Let me know how Brett Ober works out for you. All right, you two can let me know on that one. It just <laughs> when it it's a it's Bailey Ober, by the way. But you, Brett, I, Brett Ober, I got you. I got I, your joke there. As soon as I started, I'm, just, to talk, I'm kidding. Like, I'm just kidding, buddy. Joking. I'm just kidding, Bailey. That's all. Yeah, I'm not going down. I'm officially like. I don't know. Streaming pitchers is be, it's just too hard. Like, if you're in a roto league, maybe. Like, if you're just trying to get strikeouts, I don't even because. <clears throat> actually, before I go, that's one something I want to say. This is the time. You have to make a choice now. 
Like we're week six in, you got to figure out what your strengths are and your weaknesses are. Roto leagues, pun a category, pun it. Figure out what you're good at. Find somebody that doesn't really fit on your team, like Nico Horner, or punt stolen bases or something like that, and go get in and stock up on the strength. If your starting pitching sucks, but you have one good starting pitcher, trade it. Like this is the time where you need to go. You need to emphasize what you're good at in Roto. Or cat like mm-hmm. even head to head categories. That's what I'm referring to here. Whether it's rotisserie, not roto roto 15 team. Let me backtrack that. Head to head categories is what you want to do. Yeah, just punt that. Regular roto, you have to kind of be balanced. You don't want to flood that, so you you're gonna keep trucking away. It's kind of like points, but even in a points league, you have to kind of start seeing what your team does well and what it doesn't do well. And you need to start to figure out how to maneuver through that. So if you don't have the hot, if you don't have a top 20 starting pitcher, for instance, in, in a points league, it might be, you, you probably need to go get one. Now's the time to start. You got, I know it's not easy and you might have to overpay, but you, you probably need to go like Corbin Burns, for instance, is a good one. Someone who's not overly great. And it might take one of your top bats. But it's I've heard the guy's name somewhere. I know we just hear, but I think we're to the point now in fantasy baseball where you got to take a look in the mirror and figure out what is my team good at, what does my team need, and you're gonna have to make some trades and you're gonna have to get creative. You might have to trade your best player, and if it's a bat, it's we're just to that point now where you're gonna have to start maneuvering a little bit. Your season's not over though. You do have to you do have to have your patience, like. You could be if you're in if you're in categories based leagues where you go like ten and ten every week or like eight and two or seven, you're never done because you could just two weeks of monster numbers and you end up winning like eleven to one and twelve nothing and you climb right back into the playoffs. But if you're in regular leagues like I'm one and four, it's not you. You do need to rattle off a couple wins here and try to float around five hundred until about All Star break. That's kind of how I look at it. Get yourself to you got to get to 500 by all-star break. Usually you'll get in the top six that way, but now's the time to really look into the mirror and see what do I need? What do I lack? Who should I trade? And starting pitching sadly is probably something that everybody's going to need. But now that I went on the tangent, I went to start with that. I do want to say I, I streaming is not easy and it is a risky game to play. You could play a matchup in it. Like you think Oakland is a good matchup. You think that, right? They're not dead last in Woba. People are streaming against Detroit. They're pretty good. Their Woba's decent. Like you're streaming the streaming against the bad teams that you think are bad now are not and I'm gonna pay off. You have to adjust to um and look at these teams' Wobas when you do this. It's it's kind of crazy. It's just a it's a weird, weird. It's nothing that we thought was going to happen, but whatever. <laughs> I digress. I, I told, it's just before I get crotchety again on here, like I, I did when we started on this, I don't want to get too negative. So I don't have too many. I have. I let you do the waivers. That's your thing. Now I kind of like letting you rip on that. I'll add some prospects to look for. Matt Mervis got called up first baseman for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the top bat that did get called up. So if you need first baseman, you can go with that. An interesting one to me that I'm going to watch. I picked him up is uh, JJ Blade 
from obviously was from Miami, traded the Oakland. Now the Oakland factory seem to have changed, turned them around a little bit. They, maybe they fixed them. Oakland does this pretty well with players and their system. So he's a guy I'm going to watch because he got the call up uh, and hitting pretty well. And he was hitting very well in AAA with Oakland. So those are probably the two Evans. Those are two, two rookie bats. I would suggest that just got called up. Evan Stone did, but then he got sent back down. That was a disastrous start for him. So uh, Tanner Bibby got rocked tonight, but I still kind of like him as long as he stays around there. Obviously, Logan Allen. And um, closer news. Oh, Brandon Fott. Rough start for him on his debut also, but that's another guy I also like. Um, uh, Bryce, Alex oh, Bryce, in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, Bryce Miller. Who Bryce Miller, everybody's going bananas for from Seattle right now. That one's a little worried. I don't like, I like him. Go, you got a spot, go pick him up. I'm fine with that, but I'm not going bonkers like some people are going for him. On, I see some crazy fab bids going in on, on him. Um, that's a Seattle system pitcher, too. I don't know if any, I should probably start with that so you guys know who he is, but not as high on my list on him uh, as everybody else. Closer. He's actually got three saves in a row. I think it's the last kind of pulling away. Evan Phillips, only 21% rostered. If one guy emerges as the Dodgers closer, you absolutely need to roster him as your closer. Then, So it looks like that is Evan Phillips. So that's the guy that I'm going to target now this week as my closer. Got anything else, Blake? No, oh, man. Thanks for joining in. Uh, be back next week. Where can I find you? Have you figured out how to use Twitter? I, I'm I'm on there, man. I, I got you posted some shit. I, I, I've been posting some. I've been posting some, man. Uh, I, every week I'm gonna post a, a, a streaming outfielder. Last week it was Nick Sanzel. I went and dropped him, and I picked up uh, Chris Morrell, which I probably should have gone with Guriel. I'm not sure if he was uh, available, but this week it's gonna be Lourdes Guriel. Lourdes Guriel is gonna be my streaming outfielder. I'm gonna throw him on there. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet it. So uh, go follow me at uh, Big, Big TX Baseball. Oh, Big TX Baseball. Big TX Baseball. Yeah, go follow me on there, and you'll get a streaming outfielder at least once a week. I might throw a couple on there. Who knows? We need some old. We need some old timey stuff too. Before oh yeah, I can do some, that. like abstract can do players. That. That's that, we need some Ken Burns style. All right, you know where to. But anyways, you can find me at Streetsathon, and. On Twitter, that's I don't oh yeah, I don't even know what my Facebook is to be honest with you. Uh, but that's probably the main one. So yeah, at Streets of Don, go do that. You could also find everything from rankings to the deuces to two starting pitcher article, which good luck with that. I'm gonna have to start putting more guys on sit instead of the like even <laughs> extended points at this point. That's how bad it's gotten. Uh, but you can find that at bloodline network.com. You can also find all the rankings there. Um the rankings are going to get slower and they're not going to be, I used to update them every other day. They're going to get slower and more weekly. So probably tomorrow night by tomorrow morning, you'll see a dump. Some seems like I got to take Luis Garcia off and some other things, but rankings slow down for baseball as we get moving here. It's not going to be as fast as, a, as, as it kind of was throughout the first few weeks. And plus you can go to bloodlinenetwork.com to also get the top 200 redraft fantasy football rankings which will be coming out this week also and for any of you that are watching right here on the bloodline network youtube page you know what to do please like 
also subscribe if you haven't. We'd greatly appreciate it. Stick around tonight for De Niro, who's going to go live and give you the main event of Monday Night Raw. That's right here exclusively on the Bloodline Network. And stay tuned throughout the week because just in the words of Tim King, it's just banger after banger after banger. But that's it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week for week seven. Hopefully, uh, fan- hopefully I'm in a better mood and I have a better week this week. But I hope all your guys stay healthy and I hope you all have victories this week. We'll see you next time. I've got something for you.